Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 235 of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for being here with me again today. Hope your week is going great. Feel free to let me know about it over on Twitter, at Jonathan Little. I'm always happy to chat. Here we have a hand from 5510 No Limit at Stone's Gambling Hall. We'll probably be wrapping up this 5510 game. Maybe we'll be moving to a tournament next, or maybe um, a smaller stakes cash game, maybe a bigger cash game. I don't know. Again, let me know on Twitter what you want, at Jonathan Little. Tell me if you want high stakes cash games, middle stakes cash games, small stakes cash games, or tournaments. We can do any of it. I'm open to anything. Here, we're playing 5-5-10, multiple blind game, three blinds, and JL, under the gun, opens with Jack-7 of clubs. And this is way too loose. It seems like a lot of these players in this particular game have the propensity to open it up with some pretty junky hands. I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, maybe they just want to gamble. And you know, lots of people come to the casino wanting to gamble. There's nothing wrong with wanting to gamble. But I would suggest they gamble with slightly better hands. Like why not wait for the Jack-9 suited? Or the Queen-Jack um, you know, queen suited? You know, play, play good cards. I don't think you need to play jack seven suited or nine six suited or five four suited under the gun. It's just not necessary. And doing so is gonna put you in a lot of bad spots because usually jack seven suited makes one pair bad kicker. And you don't wanna make one pair bad kicker. So folds around to Spyutastic on the button who calls with king five of clubs. Both players are very, very deep stacked. I think this call is also probably too loose unless, <laughs> You know JL's opening from early position with jack-7 of clubs, then it becomes at least reasonable. Also, it becomes more reasonable if you expect the blinds to defend a lot, because then you're going to end up playing a four- or five-way pot in position with a hand that, you know, is not necessarily good, but it's going to have reasonable implied odds. That said, if everyone's playing 25 or 250 big blinds deep, if all the money goes in when you have a flush, you may not even be in that great a shape, because a lot of people will just show you the nuts there every time. Anyway, flop comes, 9-7-2, giving JL top, uh, middle pair and giving Spyutastic overcard and backdoor flush draw, which is probably not going to come in because JL has two clubs as well. Both players have clubs. Should JL bet? I think betting here is reasonable. Checking is also fine. This is certainly a board that should connect well enough with Spyutastic's calling range. He should have a lot of middle cards and clearly middle cards nail 9 and 7 on the flop. That said, because there's a two out there, I think you can go ahead and bet pretty frequently. If this board was 9-7-6 or 10-9-7, then I think you need to be way more inclined to check. But whenever the the board's somewhat dry, and even though there are two middle cards, it is essentially a dry board, you can typically bet with a lot of your range. Um, and also here, you just protect against various overcards and random ace highs that will sometimes get there if you check. So he does bet. Pot was 90 bucks. It looks like he bets 45, so half pot. I think that's fine. And Spyutastic decides to float. It's an optimistic float with the king five of clubs. In position, he needs to realize 25% equity there to justify calling. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. 45 into 180. So, it's probably close. I still think it's probably just a fold, though. It's a little bit interesting analyzing a lot of these hands from this cash game because the players are playing way too loosely, according to just fundamentally sound poker. 
And that should lead you to sticking around more often because your opponent's going to have nothing more often. And if they have nothing more often, they are eventually going to have to give up with that nothing. So it's a weird spot. I think if Spy Utastic had king eight of clubs for, you know, the board is nine, seven, two. So if he had the eight, that's going to make way more backdoor flush draws. I think calling there would be way more reasonable than in this spot. Also, if he had two overcards with the clubs, then he should definitely call. Like say he had king, queen of clubs, definitely call. But king five, I think it's probably just a little bit too loose. He may should raise instead. It's also worth noting, how does JL play on the turn when he misses? Like, let's say JL just has ace-king, and he'll bet the flop with every... He'll bet the flop with his whole range, but then only bet the turn with his good hands. Then floating becomes way more reasonable, because sometimes on a club, you pick up lots of outs. And then also, sometimes on the turn, JL checks, you bet, and he just folds. If that's what's going to happen a lot of the time, then floating becomes mandatory. So there's certainly merit in spyotastic floating. Turns an eight of clubs. That's an action card if I've ever seen one. So now... JL has gut shot straight draw, third pair, and a flush draw. Spyutastic has gut shot straight draw and king eye flush draw. They both have it all. I think JL has a very easy check on the turn. One thing we have seen a lot in these cash games, though, is that players are betting their middle pairs and flush draws, but I definitely do not like that. JL has a really easy check call here. If he bets and gets called, he's often going to be behind. We see in this spot he's actually in great shape, but notice he's only in great shape when his opponent has, well, a backdoor flush draw, right? If he was sitting here with king five of diamonds instead, Spyutastic's almost dead, right? And he's probably just going to fold if you bet. Or maybe he gets frisky and raises you, and then like you call and then end up folding the river. Um, whenever you have a marginal made hand, you very often want to be checking. You typically want to be checking your marginal made hands and your garbage, looking to check call down with some of your marginal made hands, and then you, know, you fold out your garbage to a turn bet, and then you fold out some of your marginal made hands to a river bet. And doing that's just going to make you really difficult to exploit. Now, you may say, um, I want to try to exploit my opponent to the maximum. I think my opponent's a huge calling station. Okay, sure, value bet your third pair. But whenever you're betting, you typically want to have at least some idea of whether or not you are value betting or bluffing. And whenever you're betting in this spot, it's not really either when you have jack seven on nine, seven, two, eight, right? Um, like, I wonder if JL would bet here if he had a hand like queen seven offsuit. And I imagine he probably wouldn't. And jack seven is not that much different. So I think you just want to check and check call the turn here and then probably check fold this hand on the river, but also check call with some nines, also check call with some eights, and then check call with those on the river. Anyway... Um, he bet, it looks like, looks like it's going kind of fast. Um, he bet 145. Wow. So he, he blasted it. <sighs> That's interesting. Um, as you bet bigger, you essentially are turning your hand into a bluff. But again, the question is, do I need to turn my seven into a bluff? And I think the answer is no, because no one's folding a nine on the turn, right? Probably no one's going to fold an eight because a lot of the eights have straight draws now. So I don't really like this bet. I think you just, uh, like I said, you need to check. I'm sounding like a broken record here. Now over to Spyutastic. Obviously, he's not going to fold with a gut shot and king eye flush draw. Question is, should he raise? This is a great board for the player in position because Spyutastic can have all of the two pairs, all the sets. And if he thinks JL is playing mostly good hands, JL's going to have a lot of over pairs here. And I would actually typically think that a lot of small and medium stakes players will have over pairs when they bet flop half pot and then blast a somewhat scary turn. We do see JL, you know, has a, a hand I would never ever put in his range, but 
I would expect them to have a lot of overpairs here. So if you tell me my opponent, JL, has a lot of overpairs, what should we do against that if we have the king five of clubs? Well, you should either call or you should raise. And if you raise the turn, the plan is to blast the river to try to get the opponent to fold out almost their whole range. So uh, Spyotastic has those two options. Either call, but I, I like raise, and that is what he does. It looks like he makes it about 500 bucks. So that's pretty sweet. So the bet was 145. He makes it, waiting for the graphics to catch up, 445. That's nice. Now, notice JL, he could have just easily checked and check called. Now he's in this predicament. And funnily enough, before we even see what, how this hand plays out, I don't know how it plays out because I haven't watched these hands, but notice if JL calls, he's going to lose on essentially every river. Unless the river is a seven. Because if Spyutastic is good, he's going to bluff the river when the clubs miss, and that's going to make JL fold. And if the club comes in, JL is going to get stacked, or at least lose a, a whole pile of chips. So this is awful for JL. We see here he has 72% equity, but it's actually more like 10% equity, which is kind of cool. This is why equity realization is a very important concept that a lot of people don't think of. They think, oh, 72%, this is great. Or they think, you know, Pair and flush draw, I'm at least going to win 35% of the time, but not always. And this is a great example of that because Spyutastic, even though he only has 28% equity in this exact spot, his equity realization is going to be through the roof, assuming he bluffs the river. This shows you why position is so important. All right, um, JL does call. I think he should call here. River's an ace. Great card for um, Spyutastic to bluff because now JL is only going to call with pocket aces. Most likely. If he had kings, queens, jacks, tens, he's going to almost certainly fold those. So absolutely mandatory bluff for Spyutastic. Um, on the river, JL checked, and it looks like he just folded. Uh, we did not get to see how much was bet. Hopefully they tell us. Please tell us. Only 200! Wow! Sweet bet. So on the river, pot was 1,100, I believe. Yeah, pot was 1,100. And Spyutastic decided to do a 200 bet. I actually like these plays sometimes. I don't know if I like it so much in this exact instance because we're trying to get the opponent to fold kings, queens, jacks, tens. And I don't know if that's going to happen every time for only 200. I think you need to go more like 350 or something like that. Because when it's 200, people are like, oh, 200, fine, I call. Because, you know, some draws did miss. That's a cool bet, though. It's one of my favorite plays. I, I discussed this in um, a weekly poker hand a long time ago. I remember I, I think I had like six, five suited against a very accomplished online player where on the river I bet something like fifth pot because they realize you're usually going to be betting a wide range of marginal made hands when you bet fifth pot. And therefore, they're going to start folding out a lot of hands that lose to marginal made hands. As, you know, JL's seven here loses to essentially all marginal made hands, so he's going to fold to re realistically any bet. As we saw, he just snap folded for 200. But if he did have a hand like Queens here, I don't think he's folding for 200. And I think that is most of the range that Spyutastic is concerned with getting to fold. So I think a slightly bigger bet on the river would have ensured JL folds more of his range. But um, as you can see here, this hand really illustrates why you do not want to play marginal stuff from out of position because you make marginal hands and marginal hands out of position lead to trouble. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thanks again for being here. Good luck in your games. I hope your week goes great. I'll talk to you next time.